0: Today, on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne, in Melbourne, Florida.
1: God delivers against overwhelming odds. Bottom line, the enemy and the nation of Israel knew this, write it down, David's active faith proved God is. He proved God was alive. He proved that God was there to minister. You're going to have to learn to prove him. You're going to have to take the step of faith. That's where God is.
0: We've all overcome temptations and we've all given in to them. And those moments, remembering who God is can provide you with a way out. Recognizing His faithfulness can allow you to give over control to God and let Him help you overcome the pull of the flesh. But in those moments, remembering who God is can be difficult. Our sin nature doesn't want to be reminded. Today's study will provide us with ways to remember who God is so that we can be focused on Him instead of the lure of the world and the troubles of the day. When we commit to a daily practice that will build our faith, His faithfulness will be evident in our lives. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 26, for our continuing study entitled, How Jesus' Birth Changed Everything.
1: about killing Goliath. He did it. See, our faith has to be active faith. We have to take the steps of faith. That's what pleases God. Sometimes we talk about Peter. Remember Peter? Jesus said to him, Come and walk on the water. And the only thing we remember about Peter is, not that he walked on the water, we remember what? That he looked at the water as a mountain and fell. Peter, you dummy Fell in the water again. What's wrong with you? You were walking and then you fell. What a failure you were. But to be very honest, if you look at that story, where were the failures? The 11 of them were failures. They were sitting in the boat. Never, none of them ever in their whole life experienced walking on water. But Peter did. You know, Pastor Mark, I like to talk about it, but if I fail, I'm going to... What am I going to do if I fail? Get over it. We had a great book and a movie we saw recently about a church. The book is called It. And uh, Greg Rochelle, great book. Basically, says this. If you're, you're going to be successful, God, as leaders of a church, you must never be afraid to fail. Guys, we're human. We've tried things over the last 18 years. Absolutely didn't work. We look like idiots. It's okay. God knows our heart. We get up and try again. So quit just talking about something. Don't be afraid. Take a step of faith. That's where the excitement is. Get out and walk on the water. Let God minister to you. Well, that's what David does. He didn't just talk about it. He does it. So look at verse 50. With Goliath face down. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. And with a sword in his hand, which would have been Goliath's. He struck down the Philistine, and he killed him. And David ran and stood over him, and he took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. And he killed him, and he cut off his head with a sword. I was thinking about that yesterday. How many swipes did he have to get that sucker head off? I mean, this is a nine-foot guy. Stuff all over him. Man. Amazing you got to put yourself in the story. Come on. (laughs) Do you think he enjoyed it? Yeah. One down and none to go. That's it. It's over. And when the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. What happened? That day, David's victory demonstrated to everyone two things. That the God of Israel is. See, the whole nation... Didn't trust God. But they said, we're God followers. But they never trusted him enough. No one would step forward. David showed that the battle wasn't his. It was the Lord's. Do you know today, God is our victor for whatever you're facing. The second thing is that God delivers against overwhelming odds. Bottom line, the enemy... And the nation of Israel knew this. Write it down. David's active faith proved God is. He proved God was alive. He proved that God was there to minister. You're going to have to learn to prove him. You're going to have to take the step of faith. That's where God is. Now look at verse 54. David took the Philistine's head and he brought it to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And he put the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. Somehow the the head of Goliath got to Jerusalem. We don't really know all the things about that. But he took these huge weapons of the giant and he put them alongside his mat in his tent. What was that a reminder of? Write this down and then we'll talk about it. Remembering who God is helps to keep us humble. God hates pride. One of the reasons I think David took that armor and the sword and he placed it down along his mat. You know, when he got up every morning and he looked at that, wait, what do you think David said? What a big boy am I? I don't think so. He looked at that and went, God, if you hadn't come through... I'm dead meat. Every single morning, he looked at that. See, he was humble. He realized the battle was the Lord. Don't ever take victory for what God has done. We in this church, myself included, because of all the amazing things God's done, to start from a few people to 12,000 people. Are you kidding? great is our Lord and greatly he is to be praised we sang a song in all of our worship campuses today only God can rescue only God can save David could have sung that song don't ever think you're the answer you're the reason we're never the reason we just tag along with an awesome God and David understood that he remembered it God hates pride well how do we, like David, allow these memories? If remembering is a solution to forgetting, how do we do it? How do we, how do we remember who God is and all that God has done? What helps us to remember? I want to close this morning with four keys. I want you to write them. Turn to John chapter 14, if you will. John chapter 14. What or who helps us remember? Who God is. John chapter 14. Look at verse 26. Jesus speaking to his disciples. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And look at this. And will remind you of everything, Jesus speaking, that I have said to you. First thing to write. The Holy Spirit helps us remember who God is. See, the Holy Spirit is God. He wrote the Bible. So as we read and study the Word, the Holy Spirit who wrote the Word gives us amazing insights how to apply these principles in our own life. Without that illumination, we just wouldn't get it. So the first thing the Holy Spirit does is He, he obviously teaches us. But look at the second part. He will remind us. The Holy Spirit promises to bring to our remembrances verses when we need them. When God opens a door to, to share to other people, neighbors and friends, God brings us that exact verse to encourage him. You see, God is present. He's reminding us right there. We're not doing things alone. Even when we share the gospel, as I'm teaching right now the Holy Spirit, is reminding me of things. And I'm filtering them out. And I'm, of course, going by my notes, but giving things that he speaks to. Every service is different. But it's the same with you. You don't want to go up to people and, at the office or at school and share this canned presentation. You sound like a robot or selling something. You want to be fresh. And the Holy Spirit has promised to remind you of the verses and the principles you need as you share. That's powerful for all of us today. So remembering who God is comes from the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, what's the caveat? If you're not a believer, you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. But the moment you become a believer, God, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. So if you're a Christ follower this morning, God lives in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And He's teaching you right now. He's a teacher. I'm not doesn't matter who's up here, Pastor Dave or any of the other pastors. doesn't matter. God's teaching you. And when you leave this place, he reminds you of verses. Now, you ought to understand that. He reminds you of verses. Well, he can't remind you if you've never read the verse. If you've never understood the verse. He didn't pick something out and pop it into your mind. You go, whoa, I never read that before. What's it mean? Hello, let's see. No, it's reminding you of something you've already studied. So that's going to bring to you very easily, you can understand where I'm going with this, it's going to bring you the next point. Number two, reading the word helps us remember who God is. We have to read the word to remember the word. Now, turn with me to 1 Corinthians, you're not far from it. 1 Corinthians, just back uh, three or four books, 1 Corinthians. The enemy likes to keep us from Remembering specific verses. And like I said today, I want to remind you of all the things that God is, just some of them. Well, look at 1 Corinthians 10 13. I'll read it in the New Living Translation. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is, God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Now look at me. Let me explain that. Every Christ follower has temptations in their lives. No one is exempt. You need to understand today, it's not a sin to be tempted. Jesus was tempted. The giving into the temptation is the sin. We all know both sides. We know that we've defeated temptation. Every person here knows that they've given, given in into temptation. Now, where does the temptation come from? Three sources. The temptation, number one, comes from the lust of my flesh, my old sinful nature. It comes from the world squeezing us into its mold. And that happens very easily. And it also comes from the lies of the enemy. But notice in this verse that you just read, there's great promises there. Notice that when we're facing these temptations, God is aware of our struggle. So God isn't going like, well, I don't know what happened to you. What's wrong with you? No, he's aware of the struggle. And then notice, secondly, he's not only aware, he's faithful. What does faithful mean? God is faithful. Here's what it means. God is faithful, we sang it this morning, to come to my rescue. If God isn't faithful to provide a way out of that temptation, I will fail. Without God, you cannot defeat temptation. That's why the world fails at all these programs. You can't do it. And so we know that Satan could bring things into us and tempt us. And without God, I'm dead meat. But with God, he's faithful. In other words, God is willing to help. And God is able to protect us. And to bring us through every single temptation so now think about this the next time you and i face this temptation just think back on this word that you just had in front of you this morning circle it go back to it read the promise again no matter how fierce the temptation we know that god is he's aware he's faithful and he's going to provide a way of escape so i don't have to live a life going i don't know I i can't do this thing. yes you can do it well satan's against me no kidding But God is greater than Satan. And so I can defeat it. God will provide a way of escape. In the Old Testament, you remember Joseph. One Christmas, Potiphar got his wife a nightie from Victoria's Secret. She opened that box, put that sucker on, and said to Joseph, Come here, Boa, and we'll give you a good time. Would you call that a temptation? If you're a man, say yes. Without a doubt. You women are our problem. You know that, don't you? <laughs> so was God there? Was God there for, for Joseph? Yes. What was the way of escape? He said, turn around a few more times. T- I got my iPhone. Let's see what that looks like. Was, was that the way of escape? He had to do what? He ran as fast as he could out of that room. Sometimes, you just have to run. You just have to run. That's going to be the way, because we're not strong enough to do it. We just have have to run. Praise the Lord. You have legs. You can run. Okay? Now, i wasn't talking if your wife got Victoria's Secret thing. That's another whole thing. You just run right into the bedroom and enjoy. All right. Here's number three. I had to wake some of you up. You're about gone. Number three, bring your mind back here. Victoria's Secret's in the background now. Just come right on back here. okay? Number three, journaling helps us remember who God is. Journaling helps us remember who God is. I'll explain to you journaling in a moment. Maybe you've never heard this. I didn't come up with it. Somebody else did, but it's a great statement. You might want to write it down. A short pencil is better than a long memory. A short pencil is better than a long memory. What do I mean by journaling? It's simply taking 15 to 20 minutes a day, at the start of your day, if possible, where you read, pray, and listen to God. And you listen to him speak to you, and then you write down in your own words, yesterday how you did, what the word of God said to you, just short paragraphs, and then Prayers to God. What He said to you. I would encourage you, if you've never done it, to start the practice of journaling. You can go to our website. You can find the sample forms. Every day there's a there's a a journaling article for you that will remind you of a little bit of the Word. You can get uh, Chuck Swindoll or David Jeremiah or Charles Stanley. They all have great devotional books. Get yourself some, and as you begin to journal all the way through that, it will it will just help you to remember who God is. And that he is amazingly faithful to you. Now, one of the things that you need to do as you go through that, I believe, my journal is kind of like this book, just empty pages. It has those three things on it. uh, Yesterday and the word and prayer. And as you journal that, here's the next thing it helps you do. As you journal that, it reminds us that to keep us just thankful, thankful. Because you look back over the year, all the times that you wrote things that you didn't know what you were going to do, and, and God came through for you. Wow. It keeps us thankful. Because, remember the scripture, we forget all the benefits of God. We not only forget who God is, we forget the benefits of God. Now, I want to add you one more thing quickly. I have a page in my journal. This isn't my journal. They're in my notes. That's a God goodness page. God's goodness. It's a separate whole section. And when anything really, really special happens to me, uh, or my wife, or the church, or whatever, I write it in there. And when I get discouraged, we all get discouraged, enemy lies to us, nothing's happening, boom, 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 whatever, I go back and read that page. And man, does it boost me. God's goodness. I mean, how many things could you put on that page right now? Just think about that. God's goodness to us. Where he's come through over and over again, even if we don't deserve it. And sometimes it isn't something really, really, really necessarily super spiritual. Sometimes it's, it's just remembering all of those kind of things that God does. And, and when I do that, I'll just write the thing. As you know, um, Linda and I travel a lot. And, and when we go to missions, and, and we always travel, basically we travel uh, tourists, just like you. You know, like this, Whatever. And of course, 15, 18, 20, 30 hours of flying like that is a really tough time. So once in a while, God just drops a blessing. And we'll get upgraded to business class or something. Hallelujah. That goes right on that page, baby. And then I say to God, God, remember this? I'm getting ready to fly again. I'll remember this sucker. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. That's all right. He's still good, isn't he? He's still good. Here's the fourth thing. You need a God goodness page. Here's the fourth thing. Looking at our brew bracelets... Help us remember who God is. You have a blue bracelet on. You know why? I want us to read it together. Just look at your blue bracelet. Say blue bracelet 12 times fast. See what happens. (laughs) Don't laugh at me. You try it. (laughs) Let's read it together. Here we go. Our God, what? Provides. We're to do what? Believe and enjoy. That's why it's here. Because this reminds us very often in a day when you get up in the morning and put it on. Whoa, look at there. I got this email from someone at one of our campuses. Listen to what it says. Pastor Mark, I was sitting in a hospital room where my mother was a patient. We've been learning about reaching out and touching others with our blue bands. And I have since had the opportunity to witness to a few people, when they ask about it. But this day, I needed emotional strength. The blue band, I knew, or for us to reach out to others. But I never realized it was going to help others reach back to me. My mother's new wor- nurse walked into the hospital room. And I saw her blue band. And she saw mine. There was a closeness between us that I never experienced before in someone that I had never met. We were able to talk, and a total peace came over me. I now know that it was the Holy Spirit and the blue bands that brought us together to talk. God brought the right person At the right time, through something as simple as a blue band. It's amazing how God works. The blue bands have worked in my life more than I would have ever imagined. Not only with me touching people, but with people touching me. We need to be touching people. Why? Because God is And the last thing, you don't need to write it, but you need to remember it. We are the mouth, the hands, and the feet of Jesus. Every one of our campuses, we of all people should know God is. In all of those amazing things that he is. I'm going to close today with two things. First if you're here in any of our campuses and you're not a Christian today is the day of salvation you can't do life without God, this next year you're going to face all kinds of stuff, you've already been facing it you can't do it, it's impossible you need God in your life some of you are facing a Goliath right now and you just need to know and be reminded today that God is and he's right there for you now some of you aren't, you're doing fine but I want to guarantee you it won't be long before Goliath walks right in that's the way life is and so remember this teaching remember the verses remember the four principles I gave you and as you do it you'll know that the whole key is God is and he's here right now to minister to us
0: Today we heard about how to actively remember who God is in order to allow Him to tackle our struggles and give us strength during times of trouble. First, the Holy Spirit gives us insights into how to apply the Word, reminding us of verses when we need them. Second, reading the Word gives us a fuller understanding of who God is. Third, journaling helps us to look back at God's faithfulness and all He's done in our lives. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. The messages that you hear each day here on Lessons for Living were produced from messages that Pastor Mark shared at the main campus in Melbourne. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866 866-779-3441. Seven seven nine three four four one. 779 3441 That's 866-779-3441. 3, or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will take a look at the many wrong predictions about Jesus' second coming and what Scripture says about the end times. As we'll see, no one knows the day or the hour, but God still gives us plenty of information in order to prepare us for that time. For Christ followers, there is much to look forward to, but all people must know what's coming. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right.